broadcasting from Knoxville along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs about their startups. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and in today's special episode, I'm talking with the five founders who are in cohort four of the Innovation Crossroads program at Oak Ridge National Lab. Innovation Crossroads is a two-year fellowship program that provides energy and advanced manufacturing entrepreneurs with access to experts, mentors, and networks in technology-related fields to take their world-changing ideas from R&D to marketplace. I'd like to welcome to the show Erica Grant, founder of Quantum Lock Technologies, which is developing the most secure locks for every door. Using quantum physics, her tech taps into the randomness of particle behavior to create completely unpredictable and untraceable digital keys for smart locks. The patent-pending technology eliminates the need for master keys. Thomas Fawkes and Garrett Meyer are co-founders of AquaQuant Laboratories, which is developing nanostructured coatings to cool server electronics using direct water immersion. Their tech enables higher computational density for elastic cloud computing, data analytics, and artificial intelligence applications. Joe Fortenbow is founder of Actinic, which is developing on-demand tunable curing of thermoset composites for additive manufacturing. The goal is to develop formulations that can be used in additive manufacturing using epoxy resins and other materials, plus composite materials such as carbon fiber, ceramics, graphene, metals, and metal oxides. Renee Carter is founder of PixelX Systems, which is developing photosensor technology employing resonances called Me that improve photosensor performance by increasing light sensitivity, concentrating the amount of light available to the photosensor based on the sensor's optical rather than its physical cross-section. And Danielle Castley is founder of Neutroelectric, which is developing high-performance radiation shielding technology to extend the life of nuclear reactor components, better protect workers from radiation, increase reactor reliability, and reduce spent fuel management costs. Danielle is currently running an experiment, so she's not able to join us today. However, big news uh, from her startup is that she received NSF SBIR Phase 2 award. Uh, She has five employees and is also actively uh, fundraising. So welcome to you all to the show, uh, and a big congratulations for being part of Innovation Crossroads. I always talk about it as being, if not the best, certainly one of the best accelerator programs and fellowships that you can get into in in the United States, and and we'll talk about why. Uh, First question, and let's start with you, uh, Tom, is how did you hear about Innovation Crossroads, and why did you decide to apply? Uh, Sure. First of all, thanks for uh, inviting us to be part of this podcast. Um, I heard about Innovation Crossroads uh, through the Power Source Manufacturers Association. It's an industry trade group that uh, works with um, power electronics for, you know, all market segments. And one of my mentors, uh, Ralph Taylor, who's a board member of PSMA, he encouraged us to apply. Uh, He had um, mentored some uh, people who had applied to Argonne's sister program and to uh, innovation crossroads, and he thought it would be a, a synergistic match for the technology development that was underway. And uh, when I started reading about the program, I attended one of Dan's um, informational webinars last year, and then that got my you know mind running. I was very excited, and so I called up uh, my uh, former college roommate Garrett Meyer, who's my co-founder, and uh, we had a, a wonderful conversation about hey. Uh, uh, would you like to start a company? And probably Garrett can also tell it from his perspective. Um, but from my perspective, it seemed like the you know the best opportunity to provide uh, the chance to de-risk our technology, provide a uh, non-dilutive capital, and also the chance to transition from 
uh, working in the university environment to uh, you know national laboratory where they still have a lot of uh, you know very unique capital resources for hard tech development. And so we're very uh, excited uh, to be working at Oak Ridge National Laboratory with our PI, uh, Barack Ospinecci, uh, in the NTRC, the National Transportation Research Center. Fantastic. So that's a great segue. Garrett, tell us about that, that phone conversation. It sounds to me like the Innovation Crossroads program was really the impetus for launching the company. Uh, tell us about the call and, and, and was it something you had to think about or did you jump straight into the opportunity to do a startup? Uh, that's a that's a great question, Brandon. Uh, so whenever uh, whenever Tom called me, uh, it was uh, a little bit nerve wracking uh, because I had been uh, unlike unlike Tom, uh, who went to uh, grad school after our undergrad. I had gone to industry, uh, had been working as a mechanical engineer for the, the past six years in, in thermodynamics power plants, and um, was uh, expecting my first child uh, at that time. And uh, so to uh, to face this new opportunity of, uh, of starting a business, uh, kind of going from the ground up with a, a new idea was a little bit intimidating. Um, but with uh, with uh, some encouragement from Tom, reading about how uh, how comprehensive Innovation Crossroads was, um, how much support would be given, and uh, the, you know the stipend, the health insurance, in addition to all the uh, all the um, you know technical support, the lab, and entrepreneurial training through the program. It seemed like a, a wonderful opportunity that I didn't want to pass up. Absolutely. Now, do you and Tom live in the same city? And then, have you all made the trek to Oak Ridge yet? Where Where will you do the work during the fellowship? So a combination. Um, so right now, I've I've uh, moved down to Knoxville and will be uh, commencing some uh, company operations down here. Um, while we're uh, still waiting on uh, lab access with uh, COVID-19, uh, Tom's still working up in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Okay, very cool. Awesome. Renee, what about you? How did you hear about Innovation Crossroads and, and what prompted you to apply? First, thanks again for uh, inviting us on the podcast. Uh, it's really great to be here. Um, we had an, a DOE SBIR phase one. And so we got the DOE email blast about it, and we're quite interested right from the start. Um, as an imaging technology, there's really no shortage of applications we could go after. And ultimately, we'd want to see our technology in the next generation of iPhones. But coming back to reality, right now, we're a really complex semiconductor project. And DOE and Oak Ridge are really known for supporting these high-risk hardware technology projects. So from there, we were super interested. Um, We also know that uh, both DOE and Oak Ridge in particular are interested in the kinds of problems that we felt really lend themselves to the uh, Pixel X technology. As an example, national security issues, so things like photon counting. We have very small pixels. They have a high dynamic range with a low light sensitivity. So there were, were challenges that we could go after that help us really understand a very new technology and um, work through things like our fabrication issues. Um, 
And finally, with Oak Ridge in particular, we felt there was such broad expertise, everything from people there that might help us with the underlying physics to uh, people with expertise in electronics, optics, all the way out to uh, that expertise in uh, artificial intelligence, because we see our sensor playing an important role in in those types of applications in the future. Very cool. Do you remember when you re- when you first read the email, was there one main thing that, that jumped off the page? Was it that this is at Oak Ridge National Laboratory? Was it that there's, you know, significant cash that comes with it that's non-dilutive that, that really covers costs for two years? Was it access to the lab space or was it kind of a combination of all of those things? It was a combination, you know, where I'm from the Chicago area. I don't know if I should say this. So Argonne National Lab is very close. So obviously it would have been very easy for us to apply to the Argonne one and get a lot of those kinds of resources. But we only actually applied to Oak Ridge. And part of that really had to do with that breadth of expertise at Oak Ridge, both in uh, national security and electronics. Fantastic. And it's an easy trip. It's a quick hour and a half flight down from Chicago. Who can beat it? Um, it's true and you have beautiful weather. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Joe, how did you hear about Innovation Crossroads? Uh, so yeah, thank you for having me, Brandon. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. So I had just graduated with my PhD in chemistry from Penn State, where we had developed this technology. And I was looking for money to continue on um, the path of commercialization and had been talking to some venture capital firms. And I was in Baltimore talking with uh, a firm called Early Charm Ventures. And they were really interested in our technology, but we were really just too early stage for them to be able to invest in our technology. And so they um, recommended that I look into this program called Innovation Crossroads. And I checked out the website and saw that the application was due in about seven days (laughs) and um, but was immediately interested in the program. And it was really a perfect fit for what we needed at the time, which was obviously capital um, access to resources and expertise to continue developing the technology, as well as a source of income in the form of a stipend to support me during this commercialization. So I immediately started putting together my application and submitted it um, the last day before it was due. And then we went through the um, interview process and I was luckily accepted into the program. And now we're working with uh, the manufacturing demonstration facility and our PI, Vlastimil Kunch, who um, is a world-class expert in polymers and 3D printing. Very cool. And I know, you know, reading your bio at the top, Actinic is involved in additive manufacturing. And so, as you probably know, for the last many years here in Knoxville and Oak Ridge, that's been a buzz, that's been a buzz phrase, 3D manufacturing, additive manufacturing. We've got Oak Ridge National Lab. We've got the MDF uh, facility, which, you know, is very famous and has given tours and people see the potential of additive manufacturing with an old World War II Jeep or the Ford Cobra. Uh, and some of the many applications they do there. Was that one of the main things that attracted you 
to this area was that that focus that is 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 really perfectly aligned with your startup? Yeah, I mean, it really was a perfect fit for our technology because I am a chemist, so I have the expertise in the formulation development. But I really needed the engineers and the um, additive manufacturing expertise that the MDF and Oak Ridge brought. So I think it's really a perfect partnership, and that was the one of the main reasons why I chose this program. Awesome. And Erica, you and I have gotten to do a podcast together. You were one of our very first episodes on the Startup Knox podcast. So hopefully listeners are saying, I know Erica, I know all about Quantum Lock. Uh, what, what attracted you? Because you're local. Uh, you're here, you got your PhD here. What attracted you to apply to the program? Yeah, like you said, I was, um, I started um, my company in 2018. I built prototypes. I was really going after the IP at the time, kind of doing it uh, uh, separate from my PhD program, but really plugged into the entrepreneurial community in Knoxville and at the Anderson Center at the University of Tennessee. And um, I was actually going after or looking at a lot of different accelerator programs across the country. But Oak Ridge National Labs Accelerator Program through Innovation Crossroads is by far the best for my technology in terms of the amount of non-dilutive funding you get, the expertise that you get from Oak Ridge National Lab and Cybersecurity Institute in my case, where I'll be able to rigorously test not only our system, but other security systems um, and really launch uh, uh, not only the product development plan, but uh, a plan for going to licensing or straight to industry. So it was it was really a perfect fit for, for me and had probably less to do with the proximity and more to do with just how perfectly it seemed to fit with what I was doing. That's fantastic. And as you look forward to the next couple of years, right, it's a two-year fellowship if you can, in, in startups, pivot and change and every day there's new breakthroughs. But if you look forward two years from now, and you could wave a magic wand, what will have happened through this program? Will it be that you're into a market, uh, that you've got customers, that you've secured some additional IP, uh, that you've hired some core members of the team, that you've been able to raise outside capital? Like, What are, what are the big rocks that you're looking to move so that two years from now you can say, through, through this program, we've achieved X, Y, and Z? Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's a, a combination of all of them. What would be kind of best case scenario? Best case scenario for me would be to begin licensing uh, with lock manufacturers. Uh, we Once we do a lot of our cybersecurity testing, we'll be ready to begin those conversations. And then uh, secondarily, raising capital to um, essentially build retrofitting kits that we can sell independently of the lock manufacturers that can be used for not only locks, but connected machinery in general for advanced manufacturing facilities and that sort of thing. So through the program, we'll really be able to make a lot of those big steps to get to those um, those places. And being able to say that you've rigorously tested the, uh, the product with the Cybersecurity Institute at Oak Ridge National Laboratory is a really great um, uh, accomplishment to be able to take to investors or to potential partners. Yeah, no question. What about you, Joe, with Actinic? What are some of the big 
achievements you'd like to be able to tick off the list two years from now? Will it be that, that you've been able to do a lot of the, the testing and make some kind of materials breakthroughs at the lab and at the MDF facility, raising capital, getting customers? What's, what's the best case scenario for you? Yeah, um, good question. So over the next two years, um, we're really looking at building out the hardware for our technology. Um, I think we're probably just about the earliest stage uh, startup in this program uh, for this cohort. And so we're really going to be focusing on uh, building a 3D printer that works with our materials, demonstrating that we meet certain uh, material specifications and requirements for industry, and hopefully filing some other additional follow-on patents for the technology to better secure our um, position in the market. We will probably not be looking for investors until the end of the two years with Innovation Crossroads, but um, that is definitely a goal for the end of the program is to have a working MVP and to be in a position to start looking for um, outside investors. And during that time, do you think also there, there may be opportunities to apply for SBIR or STTR type grants or those things that you're exploring? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, we were actually just awarded a phase one SBIR from the Army. Oh, so awesome. we're looking forward to that. That will probably start um, at the beginning of the new year. We're also um, applying for an AFWorks SBIR in the coming months. Um, and then we will look on look forward to applying for the phase two SBIRs after the um, conclusion of the phase one. Fantastic. Renee, what about for you with Pixelax? Uh, best case scenario over the next two years, what are some of the big achievements you all are aiming for? So one of the big things with the project at Oakridge is uh, using the Pixelax sensor technology uh, to look at neutron and gamma emitting radionucleotides, so single photon counting. We're excited about this application because um, it solves a huge number of problems uh, in this area, um, such as crosstalk um, and lots of noise. And because our pixels are so small, uh, much higher resolution. What's interesting about this for us is that um, it may simplify our electronics for reading things out. So one of the things we'd really like to do over the next two years is um, have developed a breadboard camera so that we'd, we'd have an idea of all of the electronics for reading it out and really have a rudimentary camera that could be uh, deployable. Um, with this, we could imagine that we're uh, doing a significant amount of hiring, both at Oak Ridge for a lot of the testing that we'll be doing, but also we do our fabrication in New York at the Cornell Nanoscale Science and Technology Facility. So we'll also be uh, hiring um, engineers for fabrication there. We'd like to start building a program in this um, neutron and gamma detection um, and both uh, using um, the Department of Energy as well as a uh, Department of Defense, really exploring some of the uh, other uh, federal opportunities. But ultimately, we imagine within those two years, 
we will be raising capital. There's too many things uh, that we need to support that just are unallowable expenses with federal funds uh, like IP. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and thankfully, through the first three cohorts, I think there's a lot of great examples, not only of IC companies being able to earn SBIR and STTR grants and other federal funding sources, but also outside capital uh, to provide not only CapEx, but also OpEx runway for the companies that have come through the program, um, which is really exciting. Because like you say, not, not all expenses are allowable from a federal budget standpoint, uh, but certainly can be from private outside investors. Uh, Tom, for you and Garrett at AquaQuant, when you first had that conversation on the phone and decided to apply, and then when, once you got the letter or the call or the email saying, congratulations, you've been let in, what had you guys talked about before? Like, hey, over the next two years, this is where we want to take the company, right? Let's say the company started on that phone call. What does it look like two years from now? Uh, sure. Um, from that first phone call, we sort of outlined our set goals for not just the two years, but even like a 10-year horizon um, using kind of like an OKRs method. So we were setting these milestones. And really through the Innovation Crossroads program, um, we're really seeking on the technical side and business side to de-risk aspects of you know our, our hypotheses and also to improve performance. So on the technical side, um, we're focused on de-risking durability. So we want to provide two years of durability data of the um, heat transfer performance enhancement working in the more extreme environment, operational environment of a data center. Um, and we're also very interested on um, taking feedback from customers through our customer discovery activities and uh, demonstrating that we can overcome some integration issues that we've uh, identified uh, to easily transition this technology from where it exists now in the lab uh, to the marketplace with strategic partners. Um, I think Garrett, I'll let Garrett mention um, a benefit of the Energy Mentor Network. Garrett, you want to jump in and mention that benefit? Yeah, Sure. Uh, so we've uh, started the started the process of uh, recruiting uh, mentors. Uh, we definitely know that we can't do this uh, can't do this on our own um, to uh, guide us through all aspects of the you know the commercialization and and building up the uh, the technical um, the technical expertise we need to uh, to deliver a product. And so we're eager, kind of wanting to use this podcast a little bit as a uh, recruiting recruiting uh, pitch. So connect with us on LinkedIn to uh, if you uh, have an interest in what we're doing and want to support us through the uh, Energy Mentor Network. Absolutely. Well, and that's a great jumping off point to talk about uh, kind of uh, all of the resources that are available here locally. We'll, I'll, I'll mention a few. So you already talked about Energy Mentor Network. There's the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center. There's the Knoxville Technology Council. There's all of the resources at, at University of Tennessee, including their great uh, accelerator program that my startup Knox co-founder John Bruck runs. Um, there's a ton of resources here locally. What, what are the best things that the community, so beyond all of the things that the Innovation Crossroads is bringing, which brought, brought you all here and to apply to the program, and now you've successfully joined Cohort 4, what are things that you're looking for from, from the greater Knoxville community? And, it, you know, best case scenario uh, for all of us is that you all stay and grow your companies here, you you know, well beyond the two years of the program. And, and the majority of Innovation Crossroads companies have done that because they want to, to maintain the relationships and proximity with the lab. And then they've established a lot of local partnerships and taken advantage of the resources 
So, uh, and, and we'll start with you, Erica. You're so familiar with the community and, and you've been involved so much with the resources from the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, from University of Tennessee. But what are the best things that the community can do to support you in Quantum Lock? I've been so lucky to have gotten a lot of help from the Knoxville community um, during this entire process. Since 2018, I've gotten 3D models done from Innovative Design. I've worked with the Knoxville Entrepreneurship Center uh, to do the What's the Big Idea competition, which provided some funding early on. Uh, worked really closely with the Anderson Center. John Brook is an amazing resource uh, as an advisor. And I know, I know he helps in a lot of the Innovation Crossroads um, cohort members. So I think there are just so many really great, talented people in this community who genuinely want to help and foster an entrepreneurship community in the Knoxville area. Uh, I think this area has a lot to offer as well in terms of the uh, the it's a great place to live and its proximity to ORNL, like you said, there are just a lot of really brilliant minds um, who can provide a lot of great uh, great input and um, may know somebody who can help you. I've just had so many great conversations where maybe somebody couldn't help me immediately, but they have a contact somewhere who could help me. And um, without the Knoxville community, I don't think I would be where I am. Uh, today. So I, I just know that it'll continue to, you know, help uh, throughout this Innovation Crossroads program. Absolutely. That's our goal. Renee, what about you? Coming down from Chicago, uh, big city, lots of resources there, obviously. Uh, as you embark on this two-year fellowship here in the Knoxville region, Knoxville Oak Ridge, uh, what can we do? What can Knoxville do to help support you to the best of our ability and, and, and help you take your company to the next level? Sure. Well, one thing I really notice about the Knoxville area is um, compared to some other areas, Knoxville really supports those deep tech projects outside of the life sciences. There's many places where really the push is all in life sciences, and it's hard to get those other kinds of, to get the support for these other kinds of projects. Um, you know, I see a, a a really broad range of areas where uh, I've already received help and I hope to get help in the future. Obviously, raising funds is a complex thing. And so mentorship and conversations are really important. And I just noticed already with the Oak Ridge uh, program, having to have our regular meetings and really talking. I'm a super shy person. Uh, and so this kind of really forces me to get out there and, and talk and explain a complex technology. And so they've created this really nice, safe environment uh, with, with fantastic men mentorship. Um, I see connections as super important. Partly that's why Oak Ridge was important for those connections to national security. But there's also connections to the semiconductor industry, to the all, all the the broad gamut of the the imaging supply chain is huge. So those types of connections. So yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think I think all of the above, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think probably that keyword that you used a couple times there at the end, connections, and that's one of the things that I think uh, University of Tennessee, KEC, 
et cetera, obviously Innovation Crossroads does a great job of, of making those introductions, right? There's tremendous value, tremendous social capital in just being able to reach out, uh, you know, text folks, email them, call them, get advice, get feedback, get introductions, whether that's to strategic partners, to potential investors. And, you know, at least a couple of you mentioned hiring people, right, to key hires. How do you connect with the people here? If you don't already have a big network of contacts, how are you going to find your COO or your CFO when the time's right, when you get that big capital infusion and you need to manage that? Uh, how do you look for other scientists uh, to join your team? And those are the networks that all of us want to try to help you to build and that you know Dan and Kelly and the team at Innovation Crossroads will be the first people and the most useful um, to you as you grow and scale your companies, but it's a, it's a team effort. It takes a community to, to grow the companies. Uh, Joe, for you, for Actinic, in addition, we already talked about MDF a little bit for additive manufacturing, which I think will be a great resource for you. What are the things in the overall community are, are you looking for as you, you know, transition to, to Knoxville Oak Ridge and, and call this area home for the next couple of years? Yeah. Um, so, so far I've found Knoxville to just be a very welcoming area. Um, you kind of have that Southern hospitality feel. And I think everyone that I've met and come across so far has been extremely helpful, extremely welcoming, extremely willing to provide advice and feedback and support in whatever ways they can. And I mean, Innovation Crossroads itself, I think has done a great job at just connecting us with all these different resources um, so the first few months has really just been um, them setting up different meetings with all the different resources um, in the Knoxville area, whether that's like the law clinic at UT, the um, energy mentor network, um, some different um, um, places like FedTech. So I think just the breadth of resources in the Knoxville area is extremely will be extremely useful um so far i've really only tapped into the uh, law clinic at the university of tennessee and we've been working with a couple of the law students there who have been really really great and they've been helping us put together and finalize our operating agreement um and they'll hopefully help us in the future um explore some other ip issues and um, putting together ndas Yep, no question. There'll be a lot of those, especially for the uh, all of you have great IP, and so you know, protecting that via patents and NDAs and certainly trade secrets for some of it uh, will be vital. Uh, Garrett, for you all, for Aquaquant from the Knoxville Oak Ridge area, and, and meanwhile from East Tennessee as a region, and maybe even Tennessee as a state. Uh, what sort of support? can we all provide that helps you get down the path of, of scaling your company even faster? The piece that I was uh, kind of drew me to drew me to the East Tennessee region, um, independent of some of the great things that uh, you know, Innovation Crossroads and Oak Ridge uh, National Lab offers, was just the uh, just the quality of life uh, for me and my family. Um, you know, living uh, living close to a greenway, being able to bike places, um, you know, the cost of living uh, in general makes it a really attractive area for uh, for. You you know, put down roots to start a company uh, to to uh, to bring people and also to recruit uh, to recruit other people to come visit the area uh, join your company. Um, you know, if you if you don't have a a great city to to back you up, it's hard to uh, 
hard to pitch that, but uh, being able to being able to both enjoy where you live as an innovator and then being able to uh, recruit is a is a huge boon. That's awesome. I'm very glad to hear it. And one of the things that I definitely want to mention is that obviously Oak Ridge National Lab originated Innovation Crossroads, hosts it. It is uh, also funded by the Tennessee Valley Authority, right? So TVA is a partner in this. And as, as we look at the descriptions of each of your companies, I can see that TVA can be a great partner for, for all of you, right? Whether that's as a, a pilot customer, whether that's leveraging the talent they have in-house to provide feedback. Um, I think that's going to be a really important uh, partnership to utilize uh, for testing out tech and also potentially as a future early or, or even first customer. Um, so that I think is, is another great resource in addition to the lab itself, in addition to the University of Tennessee, you know, TVA is that, um, you know, other point of the triangle in terms of big institutional support uh, that you'll be able to reap here in, in Knoxville and Oak Ridge. Thank you all for coming on the show. Congratulations uh, for being a part of Innovation Crossroads Cohort 4. I will include in the show notes uh, links to your companies ways to get in touch with you. Uh, like you all mentioned during the show, hey, one of the best scenarios would be to get connected with lots of different resources. If, if you like the sound of my company, please connect me with other people that might be interested in helping support it. So we'll get that information out. Uh, obviously, you've been covered in Technovation, Tom Ballard's fantastic blog already. He will continue to follow your story, as will we. And uh, we look forward to a time uh, during this pandemic where hopefully we can all get together, meet in person and, uh, and check out some of the fantastic tech that you are developing. But, uh, yes, definitely want to say warm welcome, uh, from me and from all the listeners, uh, to Knoxville and to Oak Ridge. And we look forward to following up and, and tracking your progress. And thanks everybody for listening to the Startup Knox podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe to listen to more interviews with Knoxville entrepreneurs. If you want to know more about today's episode, like I say, check out the show notes on our website at startupnox.com. Also on our site, you can find a startup ecosystem guide, a startup directory, an investor directory, and a curated startup events calendar for Knoxville. Join me for the next episodes where I'll talk with more Knoxville founders about their startups. Thanks for listening.